0: Welcome to Two Men on the Run, and uh, John Joe. I think uh, you've got something to say to a fellow St. Helens runner, haven't you? I know your ego's been eating away at you since Sunday, um, so I'll, uh, I'll hand it over to you.
1: Well, it's interesting, Matthew, you should mention the ego, for I've been reading A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle, I think the Americans say Tolle, or Toll. It's a, a hugely interesting topic and it runs rather deep. Um, to be in the present, to be in the here and now. What are you laughing at, Matthew? <laughs> and that's where we, we, ought, we ought to, to, to be centred. Of course, many people are not even aware of this. They don't think about it. And yet there are times of bliss within a person's life. And they won't be aware that they're in the present, in the now. We use identifications, um, so the ego is not necessarily this this great, forceful sort of uh, reflection of one's self as being potently beautiful uh, in the physical sense, or or in in the, um, the successful sense. The ego can also be the negative. I'm I'm fat. I'm ugly. I'm sort of uh, identifying with it with a self, and, and reflecting. So and, and within this barrier, you're not in the conscious, we're looking for the conscious, the now the here and now. And this is the I suppose the key word is is to be fully conscious the thing about being fully conscious, and ridding ourselves of identifications. Um, and Matthew likes to identify myself with these records, um, and what I'm trying to do, really... I've put my foot in it, though, really. <laughs> <laughs> what I'd like to do is... is <laughs> In my own life... Okay, that's a separate thing. First of all, yes, we should um, congratulate Mr. Tom Chadwick on his success. Um, he's taken another bloody record off me. The bar steward. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I'm very happy for him. Um, in that regard, he's achieved, he's run faster, and he's training very hard. But what Matthew is unaware of is that in my own life, forget records and stuff, this is a hot topic for the moment, but I don't identify, I'm at least aiming not to identify with that or anything else, really. Um, I want to, I don't want to be living in the past, of course, people are more anxious when the when they're living in the future. And in the past, the more depressive you find, people who have depressive sort of natures, or maybe it's a phase in their life. I think we've both suffered with with depression, Matthew. And you do tend to look backwards and looking at what's gone wrong, you know, and you're not really in the here and now. You see, when you're fully conscious, you're here and now. Um, And when you're thinking about the future, you're generally in an anxious state. We've, We've discussed this. So what is it that we're searching for? To be fully conscious, yes, in the here and now. And this is why you've seen very little of me on Facebook, by the way, because people who are generally on Facebook, in myself, let's, let's, let's look at myself instead of criticizing others, okay? There's nothing I love more than people blowing smoke up my ass and I've won a local race. Oh, I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. But it's overwhelmingly a negative When you start to, 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 it's an identification um, with a form. Um, And basically, you know, I don't want to go into too much of that. You know, this show is not about, um, it's not about, you know, delving so deep into those types of subjects, but on a running sense, a success sense, yes, a personal level working towards, uh, my own achievement, but it's it's very personal, and it shouldn't be aimed towards um, inflating a sense of ego, egotistical, you know, sort of um, on that level. It's very hard, very hard, actually. Um, am I making any sense, Matthew? I don't know. I think I've lost the plot. <laughs> but um,
0: I get what you mean, and I, and I think. Um... I know we've discussed on runs and I know I've, I I keep teasing you about uh you know break th- these records getting broken um you know and, and and obviously you know Tom's really running really well and he's, he's closing down on on your personal best as well and um see, I keep teasing you about this while we're out on training runs and stuff but I know you know your your focus is is never really to run a good time uh, per se I mean obviously if it comes with the with the performance that you don't mind that you know you're not gonna not want a good time but your um your focus is, is very much on the the win um taking that that sort of you know when you go into a race you you want to win you're not fussed if it's quick you're not fussed if it's a record or anything like that but you want to you want to be in that first place and i know we've discussed i again i keep teasing you recently about uh, the lack the lack of racing um, that you've been doing, but to be uh, fair, to put, there, to, is, there is a lack of races anyway. But
1: to put my hand up and be fair, that's also the ego, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, to want to finish first and yeah. not not be happy unless you fit and I, I do, That's the way I but feel. I, but I think you've in got to terms of
0: as a competitor, if you're a competitive athlete, you're always gonna the, the ego is always going to play some part in that, but it's got to be balanced. Um but to be fair, the ego you is, could still I, finish
1: first in theory. And um, are we
0: ego? Are we talking ego in the likes of? Um, the psychologist uh, Freud. Yeah, tell me, tell ego, me, tell me
1: more about Freud's ideas of the ego. Well, oh, the ahead.
0: ego was the balance in the centre. So you had the super ego and you had the id, and the id was yeah. the negative, and the ego was the balance in the in the centre. You of sure? Are you the,
1: sure? You sure? It was the balance in the centre. Is that what he called I'm it? Sure, it was. Yeah, the, sure, the, the
0: id's the the bad one. That's the the, the little devil on the shoulder. And the super ego is the little the little angel doing you know too good and stuff like that and somewhere in the middle mm. was the thing I thought that was the ego bit of it because to be a competitive athlete you, you you need an an ego to an extent you you know you don't need that super ego where you become you know too much you, you'd look down on people who weren't as good as you or anything like that but um, then you could you could say you, need that, you still need that competitiveness to go mm. you know I want to finish first or I want to run a, a certain time and things like that you would need that that ego concept there to want to be able to win, because if you didn't have that, you'd sort of you'd just be running for the enjoyment side of things, which is a different type of runner, isn't it? it would be a competitive runner and to run for enjoyment and fitness and things like that is, is, is two very different mentalities and goals out of running.
1: Yeah. How many athletes at the top level are con- contented they do tend to be quite agitated people, don't they, who are in search of a time and they're always on edge, they're injured, they're in and out. They're never really in this state that you talk about that yeah. you need to be in, as you say. They're, never, they're not very happy though, are they? They don't seem be to be.
0: The, that would be the id then, wouldn't it? On the, on the shoulder going, You know, even though it's, they've run a time they wanted to run or a good, you know, a good time that the ego should be happy with the id then would be sitting there on the shoulder going, Ah, you could have done better, you made that mistake there, you did this. That's the one that's nope. making them doubt the performance when they should really go, you know, actually, you know, I went in there, I wanted to run this time, I missed it by a second or so, but I gave myself a target and I was nearly there. And that would be the that would be the ego balancing itself if it hit that point. But instead you get the, the, the id sat there in the back going, No, you've you, you know, you missed it, it was rubbish, you know, it was what was the point? All that sort of stuff. Mm. Just, you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. Eckhart's ego oh well to well no well, I don't think it's
1: different maybe you know I don't think it's different at all I think he, he mentions Freud at one point I mean I'm very I'm only on chapter three now so you know I've got a long way to go but um he he was he had a bestseller called the power of now yeah. um this is a new earth and it interlinks with a, a podcast with Oprah Winfrey and there's 10 chapters so there's 10 podcasts and you ref, reference so I Read right, the first two chapters, and I've listened to the two podcasts. It reinforces the ideas. Um, but this ego, you know, um, it takes many forms. You know, many uh, within your life, and it's all it. It always ta- identify with with form. So it could be, it could be clothing brands. You know, expensive brands because they're, they're so expensive. Uh, not as many people can perhaps afford them. So it's not that the quality could be better, but the reason most people even buy an expensive car, it's all about how other people view that and how that puts them in relationship to everybody else. It's not nothing to do. I mean, it's okay to have nice things, don't get me wrong, but in the main, people are in search of... of, um, And what happens is really you become less... This idea of less... Con- fully conscious. It's like you can, you can go and look at beautiful flowers. Flowers are amazing things. I've never seen flowers to be amazing things. To be honest, I just, I go past them. But if I can slow down and I can observe the beauty of a flower, but not want to pick pop pick the flower and take it with me, because that's that's um, uh, when you take you know what's the word, um, you know you want to keep. Take everything with you, no. but just to observe and then walk past. Like you could go past window shopping, you could see these beautiful uh, coats and whatnot. And say, "Oh yes, they are very nice," but I don't really need that. And you, you maybe walk on. But um, and, and Eckhart mentions that there's so many. Di- like I think the ego first arises in a child. He cries or she yeah. cries, and there's a toy, and they become attached. The toy becomes a part of them, and when you take the toy away, the t- child cries, and that apparently is the ego. I don't know if you can, yeah, can I, see I, that. Yeah, I know exactly yeah?
0: it's very, yeah. um, it's very similar. I suppose in, in regard to that, it's very similar to um, a book I lent you um, called The "Chimp Paradox" that I know you, you gave me back because it was done by Steve Peters, who's a, a psychologist, and you, you, you're not a fan of psychologists, but um, his <laughs> his uh, his concept was about the the chimp um so it was all about we're, we're all born with a chimp yeah and the chimp is the animal instincts who who has that yeah. want um, and yeah. has to have that thing so like the toy there as soon as that toy is taken away the chimp you know throws a throws a, a a paddy sort of thing you know it's all wound up and things like that or you know if you're at a pub and someone says that you, you know i've had a couple of drinks and someone you know starts having to go or something like that mm. you know the the computerized thingy sort of mentality the would would sort of say, you know, no walk away and the chimp would be, you know, on the aggression, defending its territory and wanting to fight sort of thing. And it's which one wins yeah, uh, which one wins out in the in the person, the human or the chimp, and in there you've got the computer, um part of the mind, mm. which is the bit that processes things and pulls things from memory to try and either, you know, grant, you know, diffuse the chimp and, and get it sort of mm. relaxed again, sort of things. Or you know, brings back the wrong memory from from you know, from memory sort of thing, and the chimp fires the chimp up more, and it tells it this is how it should react and things. But the chimps all fight and flight, which is similar to you know what you were saying there about the ego and things like that. It's
1: Professor Peters has worked with uh, Ronnie O'Sullivan, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, yeah a lot of um, sports stars. He, was the, he, he used yeah. to work
0: with the British cycling when they were winning all the uh, Olympic medals and things like that, and he's, he's done a bit with the UK athletics as well and stuff. And, well, I'm I mean, will, he's, will, he's a, he's a good friend of. Um, Bill gentleman as well. Who's, uh, oh Uno, yes, does a bit of coaching. Uh, An acquaintance coaching of yours. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm.
1: I'm willing to give that book another go. Maybe I wasn't ready. You see, sometimes you just got to accept that you're not ready for some some idea, or or you're closed off to certain things um, because of perhaps your own um, life experiences, and, and you don't want to. But I'll, I'll give that book another go. Perhaps if you if it, if it's still on your shelf.
0: Oh yeah, still there. So, um, got the audiobook version as well
1: right okay maybe that would be an idea I, I mean yeah he's uh, using his own language but working off you know the, maybe Freud, yeah, the was, Freud was using the super ego the id yeah. and all, and he's using I don't know the chimp and, yeah, and the, yeah. you know and um, and I'll have another look at that um, perhaps that could help Um but I think, okay, if, if the the best place to start for me is with my own weaknesses, my own, you know, not looking at other people and saying, how can I fix them? Yeah. But yeah. how can I fix me? And and holding my hand up and saying, this is me. I've got these weaknesses. I'm always going to be, I'm a human, you know, I think we're always going to. Yeah, we're always um, going to. Well, that's
0: the whole part of it. We're made up of those two parts and. You know, we're always going to make those mistakes and things like that, but it's try mm-hmm. to limit those mistakes as much as we can and and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and,
1: I think uh, interestingly on on the Andy uh, Burfoot, Bur Burfoot, Andy Burfoot, yeah, Ambi yeah. Ambi Ambi Burfoot. He enjoys running more now. He won the Boston Marathon in '68, and now he's I think he's battled certain illnesses. He's running way way. You know, he's not competing basically, and he's enjoying running now more than ever that's interesting that's really interesting isn't it because I think what's happening with him um, is perhaps he's more conscious more fully fully conscious yeah. in the moment he's going through this he's helping other people in fact he ran alongside Oprah who's connected to this this new earth thing which is oh, yeah. 12 years old by the way it's not not new but it's it's new to me and um, and and um, it's interesting. And, and what's happening, it, it's because perhaps in the competitive nature and, 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 and the reasons as to why we're so competitive, that's interesting. Um, and we're driven by these these kicks of dopamine, I think as well. Yeah, yeah, um, And And when you pull away from all that, and you, you have to because you can't do it anymore, Zambi clearly can't, um, replicate what he did in '68, yeah, yeah, can yeah. he? You know, this is hu- this is what what happens, and now all of a sudden he he's had no choice. Sometimes it, it's no choice but to step off the gas, and then he's more present because he can see what's going on around him more. He's not just driven to the next point in the race and completely focused on the body. Uh, well, not focused. It's it's I don't know. It's interesting. For example, a rock climber who's very, very dangerously um, in a dangerous place has to be fully present. This is interesting. Because of the dangers, danger element. And this is great feeling, being fully present. And this is why they go back to these very dangerous activities, not necessarily rock climbing. It could be something else. It could be the Isle of Man TT races, perhaps. And because the concentration involved is so... So much so, they're in the moment. Yeah. And that's work. But Eckhart's saying, "Well, we don't actually have to put ourselves in so much danger to be in the in the moment. Yeah. We can be in the moment right now, as we are, right now." But um, yeah, uh, and this this is where contented. This is where true happiness lies. You see, um, and I'm so it's, it's something I've worked on before, and now I'm going back to it again. It's it's. Um, I'm, I'm way off. Got, I
0: think you've always got to work on way on these things, haven't you? Stuff mm. and it's it's interesting you, you um you bring up that bit about Ambi because one of the things I <clears throat> I wanted to talk about today um was we wanted to get back to a little bit of the, the grassroots side of things and stuff like that. And obviously, you know, through this whole um pandemic stuff that we've we've been going through this year, we've had a lot of new runners taking up the sport and things like that and have started running. Um Mostly because it's the only thing they've been allowed to do, and obviously we did have some nice weather over the summer as well uh, to get out and enjoy and things like that. But you know, there's there's an entry into the into the sport of running, um, and you know, I wanted to sort of discuss you know the sort of bit it's about the club system and coaches. I know we both have quite strong feelings on, on various coaching, and there's different ways. There's there's the the classic club sort of coaching way of uh, you know a, a, an athlete's um, you know after they've decided to either hang up their shoes competitively or they're still competitive, but they're not, you know, doing it as intense and stuff like that, and they want to help and encourage other athletes and, and coach them. There's also, you know, and they're on they're a volunteer sort of side of things, um, but then there's coaches who are, who are being paid, um, you know, whether it's, whether it's you know, paid in person um, or it's virtual and they're just doing it, you know, program training, putting training programs together and things like that. Mm. Um, the level of experience of the coaches and things as well um, you know if you've if you've never done a certain distance and things like that uh, yourself you know how is it possible to coach someone that distance or is it you know you're sort of going outside of your knowledge and things and um, you know and, and and that for those new runners and um, you know a lot of people run start running solo and um, we both run sort of solo in our, in our own times at, at points um, but then we both, obviously, currently are uh, club members and, and run uh, in clubs and things like that. And that sort of idea and concept and how, you know, the benefits and, the, and I suppose the negatives of it all, really.
1: What are you talking about, Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> what's the question?
0: So, well, let's start with the coaches <laughs> side of things. Let's start with the coaches. <laughs> there was a lot of questions there. There was a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff. But, um, yeah, with coaches, what's your... What's your view on a coach? Because obviously, you, you know, you, you've had quite a few different coaches. Well, um, I've, I've not had any. I've way. not had any
1: coaches. What are you talking about? <laughs> Apart from the current one, really, to be honest.
0: Well, you went from you had you had the the, the, the Strider coaching system. No, no, the Striders, to, the Striders, um,
1: the Striders. I
0: forget many of them. Listen, so
1: it's okay. I don't mind. Send them as much as you want. If you, the, if tru- you want no, no, the truth, oh <laughs> yeah, the truth. Speak the truth. The Striders. Um, never never coached me they had coaches there but they were unwilling to to work with me for whatever reason and uh, I never understood that
0: uncoachable
1: no no <laughs> I mean at the time I was the fastest runner there and none of them wanted to pick up the bat I didn't understand that it didn't make any sense and I think that was to do with uh, disconnect un- um, lack of un- understanding and and, uh, um, and also um um there's a few. It depends, you know. But there was no one willing, really. Um, and then again, that t- it takes two to tango. So I wasn't really willing to 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 um, beg for someone to give me. Although I did ask. I did ask, you know. And and you shouldn't need to do that because the membership fee pays for all those I was gonna, <laughs> people to 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 go through. Um, to get their coaching badges and all that, you know, and whatnot, you know. And um, so I effectively was paying for these people to get to go through what they went through. And and some of them actually were, um, they were just out for themselves, really, to, wanted to make a few book on the side, you know, they weren't interested. Um, and yeah, yeah, as you can tell from my language, I sound slightly bitter about that. But no, I'm happy now. I'm happy now because I've got a coach. Right now, Mr. Tony Clark. And the passion, unbelievable. He's not out to make any money. In fact, he's working with, um, well, I, I don't know if I can say this, but he's he worked, I'm not gonna say actually, but he's working with some very famous people. And, um, and, um, but he's also working with us guys in the Scouse Project, which we, which we call it, you know, a bit of a joke. And um, he gives up his time. He doesn't get paid unbelievable energy levels and the organization. Um, We're currently running cross country within our own group, you know, um, socially distanced, whatnot. And we're we're running sort of races within within the boundaries which are allowed. We're doing an awful lot. And I've never seen this in my life, in any aspect of my life, from paid teachers at school, sports teachers? No, no, certainly not. This man is head and shoulders above them. Head and shoulders above them. And he works with everybody, everybody within the group. And um, you really have to go and, and feel it and see it for yourself. I can't bring words that would... would, would But the, the, the extreme of that, the opposite of that, was that the striders were... They just didn't want to know. They really didn't, you know. And, and that's just a, co- a couple of coaches who had the opportunity of working with me, but they didn't want to. Um, that's not Stride's beautiful people. We went on holiday together. We had a great social side of things. That was great. But you're talking about coaching now. and I've got to be very honest with you. I didn't get any advice from, from and you, many, think, you know. Do you
0: think that comes from then? Um, sort of the, the experience of being... A runner at the level that Tony's been now obviously he's not at the he's not at the international sort of success but he's trained alongside internationals he's sort of um, you know taken in what they've been doing what they've learnt and learnt from them um, but also he's been you know a, a good quality runner in his own right and achieved you know certain levels and certain times and things like that no, I think which are all you know yeah. respectable sort of times and stuff to, to oh. get that experience and
1: I don't know about his times. You see, I think Tony would say he's ne- he was never the greatest runner. I don't know really much about his times. But what I do know is that to be a top, top coach in any other sport, in you know, any sport really, don't necessarily have to be the best footballer. For example, Alex Ferguson was, you know, I'm not a big fan really, but he was very successful. And, um, But as a footballer, he did play, but he was never a top flight footballer, was he? We don't recall Alex Ferguson being involved in any World Cups as a footballer, you know. Um, And yeah, he was so successful, wasn't he? So in boxing, you've got uh, Freddie Roach, I think. He's been a hugely successful coach physically on the pads, you know, with his boxers who have been the very, very best. Manny Pacquiao, I think, was one of them. Um, and I don't know much about that sport either. I don't know nothing. <laughs> um, I know something, but not nothing really. <laughs> but um, so this idea that you have to be like, like look at Maradona, look at the shape of him. He's a right state. How it, They've put him in as manager of Argentina, haven't, haven't they? And it, it was a hopeless endeavor because he, he's full of drugs. He, as a sportsman, He cheated. He wasn't the full package, as as Charlie Spedding would say. Actually, he never. They can't call him the greatest because he he had too many weaknesses. He he was willing to cheat, and it it really kind of I think it affected him later on, having done what he did. Um, But what getting back to the point, um, Tony, I don't think he was the greatest runner, you know. But he was around. He was around some seriously uh, top-flight runners, you know, Tony O'Brien. Nathan van der Salem, uh, who I've met recently, who's, who's joined in with, with some of the sessions. He's in his 50s. He ran 29-something for 10K. I don't think you've got there yet, Matthew, have you, to, to, to no, that kind no, of time? No. And, and hopefully you will. Um, but he was around lots of... lots of, And I think that really helps, yes. I think that's that's the answer to your question. To be around people and, and working with them and advising it, because he was advising them as well, wasn't he? Um, to get the very best from the very best surely must must give insight into what what needs to you know yeah, yeah, yeah. what you need yeah um, and I think that's that's crucial um but at the striders it when you compare it's a social running club or is it is it No, because because they're quite competitive the ladies are very successful aren't they um so what what do they need to, to they need um, ambition that's that's a crucial crucial thing you need ambition from the people who want to be coaches, it's not just filling a role it's if you're working with let's say the top group are you do you have the ambition do you have the time and the enthusiasm to get the very best from this small group really because there's four groups is the four or five groups yeah. so you've got so many runners have you got the time okay if so you there's certain pre- certain things that you we, right we'll put you through your badges And then we know that you're the right candidate to do the best job. Some of them weren't really the right candidates for that particular job within the A group, you know. Um, And you've got to have that. Um, And then you've got the right dimensions to get the very best. And listen, I wasn't the only one who wanted to improve. There were people in that group who were were seriously competitive as well and they wanted to improve. Um, But I don't uh, want to hold any, any bitterness, that was a certain period in my life, and I enjoyed it, it was great fun, I'm, I got made lots of friends, um, but in terms of you say I've been coached, I was not, certainly wasn't coached, and perhaps that was the reason for a slow de- uh, delay, uh, delay, not delay, yeah, delay in, in improvement, um, it could have been much more rapid, like your return, your return was much more rapid, but then you'd been there before, you understood, you'd you'd, re- you'd as a, as a young person yeah. and the family that you're involved in, you had all that um, experience uh, and you knew how to get back to a real top level. So you came back into the sport and you were very quickly on your feet and you were, you knew what to do. Whereas I've never really, I still don't know what I'm doing, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there, you know.
0: Right, I always say you're always learning. I'm always learning. There's still I know I still get things wrong and stuff like that. So you, there's always development uh, you know no matter how, mu- how much you know and things like that, there's always room and um, you know going back to what we were on about before there's always room for improvement and room to, to to keep practicing and reinforce what you you learn and things like that um so then from a club let's go back to so now on, let's get to the, the, the sort of club side of things obviously lots of new runners now you know you've got a an array of club vests that you've collected oh. over, over time um you know obviously there's there's you know, I see a lot on the, the various um, you know Facebook running groups and stuff like that. Not not clubs or anything, but just you know discussion groups and stuff. A lot of people asking, you know, well, should I join a club? What's the benefits? What's the, you know things like that? And I think there's I think there's both benefits and negatives. I think you've you've got to find the right club for you personally. Um, I think some clubs, you know, are going to suit you, and other clubs are. Um, yeah. A lot of that comes down to what you want out of your running. Um, I think if you if you want the social side of things, then you know you, there's no point in going for a club that is, you know, that's trying to be. They might not actually be, but at least trying to be highly competitive. Well, no, that this uh, is the inter-
1: Well, I mean, you, to some extent, you're correct, but with this this group that I'm involved in, you know, the Scouts Project, it's amazing. You know, they're the, the really pushing, you know, performance on the one hand, yeah. but they still have weekends away. Um, they do stuff. And they have the social aspect of it as well. Yeah. yeah. And um, the coach, you know, pivotal. Um, and he's got he's got Jeanette. He's got um, the people around him who support him. And they all sing from this same hymn sheet. That yes, the social side is important within the group setting because it brings that camaraderie. Yeah. And um, there's so many things I can talk about within that. Within that, not within eight nine months since I've been. A, you just don't know what to expect. Everything we had, we had a session in Otterspool along the promenade there, and it leads to which some of the listeners will will know the Albert Dock in Liverpool. Many, many, many listeners will know where that is, but Otterspool may be less so. And a beautiful place. And um, everything that was, we, I hadn't personally been to that se- that session had, hadn't been on obviously for no. quite some time. It was re- refreshing. It was a change. And I think you need that as well because if you know what's going to happen, that goes back to people who are always asking what's the session going to be? What's the session going to be? It's nice not to know, to have that surprise, that refreshing, to to turn up and have no idea and and not be negatively worrying about, oh God, we're going to have to do this, are we? You know, you don't want that. Um, Positivity, um, enthusiasm, these kind of core attributes, what needed. And, by mixing things up and, and changing things. And Tony, um, he doesn't really... I think during COVID, he had to tell us what was going to happen, you know, because yeah. we, we weren't go- going to see him because, you know, separation and whatnot. But I think he'd be one of these go- coaches who would rather the, the element of surprise and un- unknowing, perhaps yeah. until until the day, perhaps, at the very least, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, I think, you know... If I if I fast forward the clock, um, which you shouldn't do because it makes me anxious, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't want to move move myself from the the fully conscious. But uh, I'm now 80 years old. Um, hey, I'm I'm getting younger for, it. <laughs> and um, now I'm ninety ninety 93 or ninety four actually. If I if I wind that far far forward, I'm I'm long deceased. <laughs> But if I was to give something back to the sport, is it giving back or is it—is that what you want? You know, it depends. Is it genuinely giving back? Or, or are, you, are you there? As some people are, I've seen them, you know, and they're actually there in this role, not for the people, but for themselves, you know, and that's, that's yeah. also very interesting, isn't it? Dynamic. Are you there genuinely? And there's always going to be a part of you which gains from the exchange of... Which is, it's okay, because otherwise you wouldn't do it, would you, you know. Um, but if I fast forward, and I'm 94, and I'm, st- I'm still involved, and, and Matthew um, is still alive as well, which is, you know, <laughs> heaven forbid, you know, we have to put up with Matthew for that long, God, you know. We're still doing this podcast. We're still doing this podcast. Um, yeah. And we've got, you know, there's coaches, but we're just behind them. Like, there's a guy called Harold. you know Harold from from Liverpool? Harolds no? I
0: don't think so. I think I you, know. might, you might
1: know. I think it's Harold. Yeah, nice, really nice gentleman. Um, he's, he's a good age. He's not that old, though. So I'm 94 now. And um, I'm within the setting of, of, a, sort of a running setting. Oh, I've forgotten what I was going to say now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you've got all that experience. And, um, what would you want from the, uh, the discourse between the group, you know, and there's lots of people coming from very different places, emotionally, um, uh, you know, upset, and, and, and really, really bad. And, and they're going through their own problems in their own life. And they come to this, this group and it's a positive light energy within their lives. And how can you get the best for them uh, and it could really just be that one part of their week, which, which really you know lifts them up, and um, I, I think I, I can see some some insight from my own experiences as to what makes up a positive um, group yeah. with with energy, vibrant, which looks after not just a small element but the whole body, and that's what it should be. Yeah. yeah. Does that? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Mm. So I mean, so from that then. Um, you know we're talking about the experience and on if that makes a coach and things that and the positivity of a group. What's your feelings then on um, uh, the sort of the paid coaching, whether it be um, you know paid in a role meeting in person or paid virtual because there's, there's quite a, sometimes you get um, you know top athletes that then you know build you know the similar in the way to myself, they build the their life their business around mm. the sport they enjoy um so you know mm. they, they've got they've gone down the coaching route and they've yeah. gone into this paid role of coaching and things like that and you know they're building templates of, of training plans out and yeah. emailing them and maybe they'll
1: yeah
0: get on the phone and stuff if they're doing it virtually so they're coaching people all around the, the country or even yeah. the world um or you know or, or they're doing it in person sort of thing but obviously they're not that they, a, there is a difference between them being paid in that role and those that club sort of system of volunteers, and I don't think I think you probably get good and bad from both sides of it. Really, you'll get coaches that like you've said, you know, some of you felt some of the the coaches at the time that were there um, didn't, you know, weren't interested in coaching you and things like that. Maybe didn't have that passion for it, um, and maybe you get that on the same on the those that are doing it as a paid role that the some of them are really passionate and really want the best out and they, you know, they're going to see. Mm-hmm. their athletes achieve those things, but you're probably going to get some of them that are you know aren't as interesting are just out for themselves in that regard as well. And, and, yeah you
1: know. I think we, with yourself, Matthew, I think of you I think of your business. you know it's a small business and um, you're never going to take on uh, uh, sports direct a place like that. In, in a, but you can be much greater smaller packet great things come in small packages, they say, don't they? I'm mm-hmm. um, still waiting. but for you i think why not um at some point in the future with more experience perhaps and you've ran a few marathons you've got experience if there is someone who comes to your store and invests in your it's like you know i shop at a particular outlet for food because i think the quality is much greater i'm not going to mention any names, i don't want to advertise but the the that they have created a customer effectively. I am the they have created, and that's that's the greatest thing you can do. By the way, if you're a business, if you can create a customer, is that right? Is that the right term? I think they use yeah. Right. Create a customer. So Ma- Matthew, if you can create customers who really believe in your service um, and your products because you believe in them, and and you, there's that trust there, and you know that the quality is is a certain. And the advice given is very honest and truthful. It's not just to sell something quick. It's actually today, there's nothing here that suits your needs. And someone, you're very honest with them. You're so honest with them, actually, they, they walk out with no sale. But yet yeah, they come back again because they know that you're, you're genuine and, and you've re- brought in another product which fulfills their needs. But on top of that, um, they're asking you for to plan... Um, for a marathon let's say or a particular race or to get them from the couch to they're asking for your personal time and energy to, to advise them and on a weekly basis to, to have a, a, a call with them maybe it's a virtual sort of face to face you know as part of your business I don't see a problem with that um, because if that means you're able to stay open stay viable as a small uh, running entity which is positive because it has its roots in in the older culture um, and less so in in the monopoly of of the likes of these shysters at Sports Direct, Um, the fella, what's his name again, um, who won't even pay um, his staff uh, properly, you know. Um, So if you can, forgetting the negative of that, I do apologise, but to focus on the positive of your enterprise, um, I don't see why you, you couldn't be paid um, to give advice if, only if, you felt you were, were you had enough experience to to give that person what that person needed. If you felt right close to your heart that, I, I, sorry, I'm, I can't really do this because I don't know what I'm talking about, then fair enough, just say that and don't do it. But if there's something that you think you can help someone with and it's taking up your time and efforts and, and you can really go... You can create that as part of your business to keep it open because you need you know, don't need, need to to work in in various ways to bring in enough resources to stay open and to 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 blossom. Then I don't see a problem with that. Um, but I also much admire um, the group that I'm involved in and, and the coach who gives up his time completely free. But of course, he has his own work that he does because everybody has to do something. Well, most people do. Um, and I, I, I completely admire that. So I don't think there's a blanket sort of yes, yay or nay. But is is there, yeah. is there a
0: right sort of is there a right sort of level you have to be to do? So the the type yeah. of coaching, obviously that Tony's doing he's, you know he's volunteering. obviously yeah. He's got experience, but he's volunteering. He's doing that because if you're volunteering, I think you've got to have some level of passion for what you're doing to yeah. you give up your time freely. Um, but in that in that paid sort of coaching role. You don't necessarily. Uh, you don't necessarily have to have. I mean, I think if you wanted to do it, you are going to be passionate. But well, mm-hmm. you might not have the experience level to be to know enough for, Or do you? Could could you? Could you come from sort of not having been a runner, not having done that background, and then you know start yeah. charging people for training and stuff like that? Or you know, do you? If you're in that sort of role, yeah. do you really need to have been some sort of Level and you know, have achieved yeah. some sort of uh, you know, some level of achievement within running to be able to pay charge people for that sort of service. Um, because well, I've yeah. seen both, I've seen you know, yeah. people who sort of you know have, have gone through maybe they've done a couch to 5k thing, learned it, gone on to the coaching courses, and then mm. now have set up their own business and charging. Yeah. And then obviously, you've got others where you know, the guys have you know been or women have been you know, um, top internationals. I know that the, the Hoka. Um, elite guys over in um, North Arizona, they do they sell like training programs and stuff like that. And I keep getting tempted because they they're, they're uh, I'm basing a lot of my training off some of the stuff they're doing anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wouldn't mind you know seeing about maybe paying them to have a look at my program properly and build mm-hmm. it a little bit more bespoke from from stuff like that. And um, because obviously they have that level of experience and they're yeah. running the sort of times that I'm wanting to run. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but you obviously you've got other people that are sort of, you know, pretty much new to the sport and then taking in a role where they're, yeah. they're trying to coach other new runners as well. Those are
1: the people you're talking about, we call them quacks. <laughs> um <laughs> on, the, <laughs> on the circuit, that's... that. You get quacks everywhere you go in life, you get quacks. You know, if I go for a massage, you know, oh yeah, good massage. If I... <laughs> I could come a, come a cro- cropper, you know, I could end up with a, a quack who's newly qualified but hasn't got a clue what he or she is doing yet but um, and that goes for everything you know you want to find a good yoga tutor you know you, you, there's so many so many of them and 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 you, you, you what, what, what can you do you you live and learn and, and if if you have a poor experience then you, you move on and and uh, you try something else um, but sadly yes what you're saying is there are people who are coaching getting paid money and uh, they're and they haven't got they haven't got the experience, they they don't really know what they're doing. Perhaps even to some extent, um, they're, they're undeserving of of the kind of fees that they're charging. And sadly, the people who are paying the money, are unknowing the fact that these people really don't know what they're doing. And then you've got these volunteers who know everything, and they're not being paid, and they're, they're giving up the service for free. And you're thinking, this is a bit unjust, a bit sad. And it is, and that's life. But um, people with their experiences have to make better decisions, don't they? And they have to look around and, and, and source the best product for them.
0: I suppose that's. It. I suppose it's, you, you've got to you've got to ask what it. I suppose if you, you know take it other aspects of life. If you were, um, you know, food and stuff you mentioned, food earlier on, quality yeah. food. You know, you you would ask or look at the labels and stuff like that of where it's come from, what's the source? And you know, how far it's travelled, her travel, all that sort of stuff. And you know, if you're looking for the real quality, then you're gonna look for something that's probably, you know, maybe more home grown, so it's not gonna be in sat and loads of preservatives added to it and things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I suppose when you come to you know, looking for a coach, you know, Mm. the first question you should really ask is what what's your experience? What have you done Mm. or you know yourself, or what have you? Co- who who have you coached to a certain level and things like that to show that you've got that experience? Yeah. And I suppose relating that to the running store, you know, I always sort of I would always say, um, oh, you know, before I had I had a store and I was going to other stores or, or buying shoes from elsewhere, yeah. um, and I was asking advice of of someone in the shop and things like that. Yeah. I would always ask them, you know, what sort of running they do, yeah, um, and yeah. that, I suppose that's a difference between someone possibly. You know, I mean, I mean, I'm sure Sports Direct and the likes have people who are runners working for them. I, I don't mm-hmm. want to be negative and thinking on that too much, but it, yeah. I'm sure they have some runners working there. But I'm sure the 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 far and in, you know in between sort of thing. And you know, they're not always in every store and stuff. But um, if I went, if I was going buying running shoes, I'd want to know the person selling the running shoes to me was doing. They don't necessarily have to be a top level runner, mm-hmm. but they're doing enough that they've done enough running so that they've probably worn. You know every at least you know every brand on the shelf or every you know you know something like that so they could sort of then be able to say about each shoe and talk about each one with a bit of personal experience and knowledge on them rather than you know there's a wall of a hundred shoes and just sort of yeah you know go oh yeah that's the best one mm. because it's prices thingy or because they get extra margin on it or whatever like that from the brands and stuff yeah I think I'd want to know that the person who was selling the shoe had that experience and I suppose it's the same with yeah. the coaching they they might not necessarily be have been top level themselves but they might have coached already to top level or, yeah. they, or they've been coaching a long enough period of time with a lot of people or or even just their own running they might not have been high, uh, you know a GB international or something like that but they've run 30 marathons in their career or something like that you know all you know reasonable times but not you know international level but enough that from 30 marathons they've got a good level of experience and you know they've experienced the 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 pain of it they've experienced the great runs of it and stuff like that and they sort of really know they do have that experience then to talk about rather than someone who you know has just sort of done the qualification because you could just actually go in and do the qualification without any running experience at all
1: yeah and what is the qualification worth you know the the, that's that's another question I've i've heard a lot of people talk about these qualifications you know and they're saying well I disagree. I, I, mean. dis- I disagree with no with, I, with, I do with, as well uh,
0: but that's what I mean you, you could easily just get the qualification and be like yeah. there you go. I'm insured I'm a qualified coach now yeah. but I have no uh, level of experience in, in running yeah. at all but you and, have the certificate
1: and you're right this is what we should do as, but we don't do that do we like myself in my own life you know you, you get lucky or, or you know you come across someone who really knows what they're doing and then you, re- you have a realisation like within yoga you go, you see, you see, you seek different um, tutors, and then all of a sudden, you, you think, like the, hang on a second, this 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 tutor really know knows her stuff. Generally, a lady, not always. Um, I've <coughs> come across a couple of male tutors, um, and you you think this person really knows their stuff, and it's just. It's not that you've done your research. I mean, you should do your research. You should search around and look and find and dig and ask questions. And Generally, you just go to the class, don't you? And you think, oh, that was okay. But if you've got nothing to compare it with, if you only ever stay there, you'll never know that the the ocean is full of, of amazing uh, creatures. I don't know if that's a good analogy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and to, to, to look around, you know, and and um.
0: It's full of sharks.
1: Yeah, 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 full of sharks. Exactly. Now the analogy is starting to make sense. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I think. We've we've uh, exhausted that. I think we have, um, and I think
0: it's um, I think it's a nice place um to to wrap up our show really um with that exhaustion of that topic. Could, could
1: I? Could I? Uh, could I endeavour to to play a little bit of uh, music for you, Matthew? Would, would you mind?
0: I'm, I'm sure our listeners can, can handle an, another song for John Jones. That, that go- might be the only reason they're tuning in nowadays, just to, to get the song.
1: And we have listeners, unbelievable figures that we're getting back. You know, it's quite amazing that, I mean, I wouldn't listen to this if I were you. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, I'm not even going to tell you that the the listening from Papua New Guinea we're all over the world, uh, Nicaragua. I don't even know where that is. Middle America, middle America. nice coffee there. I've got a single origin uh, Kenyan coffee at the moment. You know, fair trade, um, and really, really, really nice. I'll go and get my guitar. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. So I really, I really enjoyed uh, the, the show today. I've enjoyed talking to you, as ever, Matthew. And I encourage people to live more fully conscious in the moment. I'm trying, and I'm I'm not yet there. And this, by the way, this song is um, Chris Christopherson, Me and Bobby McGee. It's about a lady who gets away from him, you know. Um, and they're very happy. And then, um, I think he's looking back as well. So perhaps not the best choice of song, but I'll play it anyway for you. Busted black. <laughs> I'll try and find my voice now. You yeah, know, i have not got a voice. Busted flat in Baton Rouge, heading for the train. Feeling nearly faded as my jeans Bobby thumbed the diesel down Just before it rained Took us all the way to New Orleans I took my harpoon out of my dirty red bandana and was blowing sad while Bobby sang the blues. With those windshield wipers wiping, and Bobby clapping hands with finally sang up every song that Driver knew. Freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. Ain't worth nothing, but it's free. Feeling good was easy, Lord, when Baba sang the blues. Feeling good was good enough for me. You're enough for me and Baba McGee.